Hi, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural podcast uh, called Moon or Margate, uh, just another of uh, one of many uh, crypto podcasts. But the reason why I wanted to do this is because um, I've uh, been part of a um, cryptocurrency trading community for about a year now. I've been investing uh, during that time, and there's been a hell of a lot of ups and downs. And we were discussing the recent uh, Bitcoin crash, where it dropped uh, hugely in the market, um, right down to right at the $100 billion market cap. And uh, I kind of said to the group, well, you know, I'm in it now. We're either going to the moon or we're going to Margate. Now, interestingly, a lot of people in the group uh, weren't British, so they didn't quite understand what Margate was. So I had to share a number of pictures. Uh, and I meant it in no way to um, say that Margate would be a bad place to end up. Uh, but, you know, of course, we'd all rather that crypto went to the moon. So uh, that kind of made me think, well, after a year of doing it, maybe I should try and share my story uh, with some people and talk about what I'm doing each day. So this is not a podcast about reading out coin market cap. This is not a podcast about doing TA. This is just one guy's journey. Uh, and hopefully some of my friends will come in too uh, and telling you about what we're doing, what moves we're waking, making, uh, what coins we're like, what ICOs we're like. Of course, under the huge disclaimer that this is not financial advice. This is just a group of people uh, along for the ride uh, wherever we end up. So let's start this podcast actually with a little bit of news, I guess. So um, <laughs> coming back to why I wanted to do this one in the first place is uh, we hit a um, incredible um, uh, floor at uh, the weekend, which was um, Bitcoin hit six and uh, hit uh, below six thousand dollars, and it actually touched on five thousand eight hundred dollars for the first time in a long time, and that took it to uh, just below a hundred billion market cap. Now, what has been rumored uh, around the communities has been that uh, for the CME futures to operate, Bitcoin needs to keep uh, its liquidity above a hundred billion. So. The rumor is that uh, Bitcoin's been manipulated down because of all the shorting. The CME futures comes out, I think, on the 28th of June, something like that, where there was a lot of shorts going on. So there's there's been like rehashing of FUD, uh, back to Tether, all that kind of stuff's been coming out to, to uh, drive the price down. But it looks like there was a bit of a panic when it actually went below 100 billion because the rumor is that if, well, I'm not sure if it's a rumor, but um, it's definitely being communicated that for the CME futures to work on Bitcoin, it needs a liquidity of $100 billion. If that is true, and that's quite interesting, if it is true, that means that there is a theoretical floor of $5,800. Um, like uh, some of my friends, but not like a lot of them, I actually take the opportunity when it goes down to feel really good about the market because it gives me a chance to get on some coins that I didn't get a chance to buy before. So um, this weekend, I got in on uh, BNB which I've been waiting for a good entry, didn't seem to happen, but I feel like that's a great investment. And I'll probably talk about that um, on uh, another podcast. Um, and I also took the opportunity to get in on um, some more uh, basic attention token. So BAT as well, because the digital marketing industry is just going to keep growing. Um, I mean, dramatically. Um, no, it's being um, forecast that the ad tech industry uh, this year is going to be $266 billion uh, and it's going to keep growing. So, you know, I think blockchain definitely has its place in that. I think what the guys are doing with the Brave browser is amazing. And I think if um, 
basic attention token takes off, uh, it's going to be a great way uh, to, you know, be authentic in digital and to cut out the middleman. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm quite looking forward to to seeing where that goes. So, like I said, price droppings, not a bad thing for me. It just gives me a chance to uh, get in on some of the coins. There's a lot of other things happening um, just today that I need to be aware of. Um, so uh, as a an BIOS fan, uh, China has announced uh, their ranking uh, for uh, their, I guess, top blockchains based on this uh, dimensions, which goes across technology, uh, applicability, innovation, and it gives you an overall index score. And the number one was EOS. So although EOS took a bit of a kicking over the last week, like everybody else, um, there does seem to be communities that are supporting it, even though there has been a lot of fun around um, EOS versus Ethereum for the way that they're able to um, centralize some of the actions and block some things. So, you know, I think that kind of warrants a bit of a deeper dive into the difference between the two. But as an absolute layman um, who's been uh, reading up on blockchain for the last year, my gut feeling tells me that blockchains that offer transaction-free um, transactions, I just said transactions twice in a sentence, so uh, ones that are transaction-free um, are going to win ultimately because transaction-free will bring the dApps in, the dApps, best dApps will bring in the best users. So, of course, you know, Ethereum has first mover advantage and there's literally, um, you know, new ICOs being launched all day on Ethereum. So Ethereum isn't going anywhere. But in terms of future growth, if you were Starbucks bringing out a loyalty card based on the blockchain and you were just giving people one cents every time they bought a Starbucks coffee, would you want that to be on a blockchain that costs you more than a cents to, to credit the user of that transaction? Of course not. So you're going to end up going where there is a transaction-free blockchain. So EOS isn't the only one. Uh, there is a number, and we'll maybe um, do a podcast around the differences between them and uh, what we like and what we've kind of stuck some money into. But definitely for me, EOS falls in the category of high speed and zero transaction cost. Um, if you're wondering how they make it zero transaction cost, it's because the coin is inflationary, which you can argue is a good thing or a bad thing, but they want to um, have a very low inflation to pay effectively the elected delegates that are keeping the blockchain running. So what you lose by um, uh, having uh, your coin slightly depreciated um, somewhere, I think, between 2 and 4% each year, you'll gain because every time there's a new ICO, then they're going to drop ship that to some, they're going to airdrop that to some EOS They'll add that to all of the EOS users. Uh, and also what will then happen is um, coins will get burned at some point. But I think um, I need to do some more reading around that. But to cut a long story short, I'm a big fan of blockchains that are transaction-free. Um, so EOS fits within that. And it looks like China agrees. Um, just for full disclosure, uh, Ethereum was number two and NEO was number three. And then uh, Stellar and Lisk were four and five. So all really great platforms. And you know, I guess it's only fair to say that I've got holding in all of those five that they listed. So I'm hoping that has some kind of impact on uh, where the market is going. Um, the other big thing that's happening soon uh, is that uh, VeChain are launching their mainnet. Uh, so they're launching its own blockchain very soon. Uh, so they are leaving Ethereum on June the 30th. Uh, so I was holding VeChain in uh, an Exodus wallet. Um, so I have moved my coins onto Binance because Binance will be supporting the token swap just like they did with Tron and TRX. So Binance can handle all of that back end for me and they will transfer the old uh, holding ERC20 tokens in VeChain for uh, new tokens. So 
I guess that's a very, very uh, quick roundup. I just meant to do this um, intro to talk to you about what the podcast was going to be, but I guess here today's the 25th, so there's a little bit of news for you and what I'm focusing on. I'm going to try and keep up daily, so I'm going to try and let you know what's happening daily, uh, what moves we're making, what I don't like, what I do like, uh, and try and invent uh, invite some friends in and talk. Um, this is not commercial, so there's going to be no affiliate links. There's going to be no uh, referral links to sign up to exchanges. Uh, this is just an honest conversation with a guy that's been in the market for a year and is hoping to uh, uh, be able to retire uh, in a couple of years' times off uh, some some sensible investments. What I will do, I know I've jumped straight in and talked about some coins and some platforms. So what I will do is I'll find some time to make some podcasts talking about uh, the difference between wallets and exchanges, uh, difference between cold and hot wallets. Just if you are new and you want to know how to get started, um, I do want to help and give you some advice and tell you what I've tried and, and how things work too. Um, also share with you what exchanges I use, what I like, and of course, we'll get to platforms and coins and things like that. So please feel free to reach out. Uh, you can come find me on Twitter, which is at Moon or Margate. Uh, that's just at Moon or Margate on Twitter uh, to come find out. Please give me your views. If you've got an honest opinion, then just come on, you know, come on the podcast and tell people what you think too. So I look forward to sharing my journey with you every day. Um, I hope somebody's listening. Um, if it's only my mum, I'd just like to say, I love you, mum, and um, you shouldn't be in crypto. Um, so I will uh, update everybody else on my journey tomorrow. 